A creative person has the ability to invent and develop original ideas. Wisdom is the ability to use your experience and knowledge in order to make sensible decisions or judgments. And if you digest information, you think about it carefully so that you understand it. Welcome to Creative Wisdom Digest Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany M. Ruffner, and in this daily podcast, we digest God's word as our wisdom to go out and create. I hope that this episode brings you joy and practicality for your creative work. Be sure to follow our podcast so you can be notified of our next episode. Hey, 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 welcome on in creatives, wise creatives. That's what I'm going to start calling y'all. Welcome on in wise creatives. Today we are on episode number 24 of Creative Wisdom Daily Digest. And so today we're actually going to be looking at James chapter 3 and Proverbs chapter 24. During yesterday's episode on episode number 23, um, I mentioned that there's going to be a shift here and there's going to be some changes. It's nothing drastic. Okay, we'll actually be transitioning into more of a devotional style where we'll share inspirational reflections along with spiritual wisdom from biblical truth and further draw out practical application through use of creative prompts and productivity tips. I'm also going to have some journaling pages available for those of you who like to journal. You could go ahead and um, opt into the nice little gift that I'm going to give y'all. And then we will decree and speak into our day. All right. And so I believe that this will better help us to integrate our faith and our work so that we can have the internal motivation to live out what we've digested. And so I'm going to actually be creating a trailer specifically just kind of like with my background as a creative. And that will be included into um, on the trailer part. And then my goal is actually to keep these episodes under 15 minutes starting in February. So that is a small impactful part of and or start to your day. All right. So let me go ahead and pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you this day. We thank you this day. Lord, we give you all the glory. Lord, we honor you. We magnify you. We lift you higher, Lord. Lord, we thank you, O Lord God, that without you, we could do no thing, O Lord God. So we thank you, O Lord God, that we get to surrender who we are, O Lord God. We get to die to ourselves, O Lord God, and we get to live as new creatures, as new creations, we get to live new life. Lord, and as we yield to Holy Spirit with our hands, with our mouths, with our tongues, with every single thing in which we create, you create through us. And so, Lord God, we are doing this work with you. You said, Lo, I am with you always until the end of the age. So we think and we know and we are prepared because we know that each and every single thing we do in our life is dedicated to you, that we are bringing uh, light. We're, we're shining forth as light instead of darkness because you brought us from darkness to light. You said, let there be and there was you said let there be a tiffany and there was you said let there be 
um, this creative, this wise creative. And there was. And so, Lord, we thank you, O Lord God, for the wisdom calling forth us into the earth so that we can go out and build with wisdom that we're not building in our own strength, that we're not doing things out of striving, but we're resting in what you've shown us, Lord God. And I thank you for it even now in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So let's get started with James chapter three in the World English Bible. Let not many of you be teachers, my brothers, knowing that we will receive heavier judgment for we all stumble in many things. Anyone who doesn't stumble in word is a perfect person able to bridle the whole body also. Indeed, we put bits into the horse's mouths so that they may obey us and we guide their whole body. Behold the ships also, though they are so big and are driven by fierce winds, are yet guided by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. So the tongue is also a little member and boasts great things. See how a small fire can spread to a large forest and the tongue is a fire. The world of iniquity among our members is the tongue, which defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by Gehenna. For every kind of animal, bird, creeping thing and sea creature is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but nobody can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who are made in the image of God. Out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring sent out from the same opening fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, yield olives or a vine figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by his good conduct that his deeds are done in gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and don't lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition are, there is confusion in every evil deed. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Proverbs 24 in the World English Bible. Don't be envious of evil men, neither desire to be with them, for their hearts plot violence and their lips talk about mischief. Through wisdom a house is built, by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all rare and beautiful treasure. A wise man has great power and a knowledgeable man increases strength. For by wise guidance, you wage your war and victory is in many advisors. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He doesn't open his mouth in the gate. 
one who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. The schemes of folly are sin. The mocker is detested by men. If you falter in the time of trouble, your strength is small. Rescue those who are being led away to death. Indeed, hold back those who are staggering to the slaughter. If you say, behold, we didn't know this, doesn't he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, doesn't he know it? Shall he not render to every man according to his work? My son, eat honey, for it is good. The droppings of the honeycomb, which are sweet to your taste. So you shall know wisdom to be to your soul. If you have found it, then there will be a reward. Your hope will not be cut off. Don't lay in wait, wicked man, against the habitation of the righteous. Don't destroy his resting place. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises up again, but the wicked are overthrown by calamity. Don't rejoice when your enemy falls. Don't let your heart be glad when he is overthrown, lest Yahweh see it and it displease him and he turn away his wrath from him. Don't fret yourself because of evildoers, neither be envious of the wicked for there will, for there will be no reward to the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be snuffed out. My son, fear Yahweh and the king. Don't join those who are rebellious for their calamity will rise suddenly. Who knows what destruction may come from them both. These also are sayings of the wise to show partiality in judgment is not good. He who says to the wicked, you are righteous. Peoples will curse him and nations will abhor him. But it will go well with those who convict the guilty and a rich blessing will come on them. An honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. Prepare your work outside and get your fields ready. Afterwards, build your house. Don't be a witness against your neighbor without cause. Don't deceive with your lips. Don't say, I will do to him as he has done to me. I will repay the man according to his work. I went by the field of the sluggard, by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. Behold, it was all grown over with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles and its stone wall was broken down. Then I saw and considered well. I saw and received instruction, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So your poverty will come as a robber and your want as an armed man. All right, let's get into it. Interestingly enough, in James chapter three, we see how anyone who doesn't stumble in word is a perfect person able to bridle the whole body also. Y'all, I'm telling you, I stumbled. I stumbled today in just reading the scripture and <laughs> verse five was one I think I had to redo like six or seven times. And I said, well, that must be a reason. It must be a reason why verse five, I had so much trouble saying. So it is actually um, the first thing I'm going to start with, even though I had notes for other things, I'm going to see what's going on with this tongue. So James three, verse five says, so the tongue is also a little member and boasts great things. 
See how a small fire can spread to a large forest. I think that when we look at this verse, and I feel like I might have talked about this before because it was highlighted inside of my um, Bible app on the screen. But I think that the tongue is important because, well, hold on, let me go back. I'm going to go back uh, a few verses. Verse two, for we all stumble in many things. Anyone who doesn't stumble in word is a perfect person able to bridle the whole body also. Indeed, we put bits into the horse's mouths so that they may obey us and we guide their whole body. Behold the ships also, though they are so big and are driven by fierce winds, are yet guided by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. So the tongue is also a little member and boasts great things see how a small fire can spread to a large forest and the tongue is a fire the world of iniquity among our members is the tongue which defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by Gehenna so I went all the way to verse 6 but the reason why I think we really need to look at that and why I probably stumbled so much in saying that verse, specifically verse five, is because our tongue does guide us. It does direct us. We get to speak forth what will actually happen. And I think a lot of times if we don't have renewed minds, we can say things that's in uh that can be consequential to our lives. Like some people say in jest, this such and such person is getting on my nerves and they don't consider it a thing, but they can, they're literally speaking about their body, a, a, a section of their body part that's inside of them that helps them to function and to operate. When you speak death, that's what you receive. And you might not think it's so because you don't see anything happening in that section section. You don't see anything happening in that second. Right. And I think that this is why the Lord wants us to be mindful. This is why it said that in verse two, if anyone. It says that we all stumble, but if anyone doesn't stumble in word, he's a perfect person able to bridle his whole body. So we actually have the ability to work through that when we uh, reflect Christ, because we're already new creatures, when we're doing everything in his image and we speak the same things that he say, then we literally can begin to direct our lives with our tongues. Remember, I was sharing earlier in the intro to the podcast today that I love reading the word. I notice that when I'm not reading aloud as much because I'll read the word, you know, daily. But if I'm not reading aloud as much, there's certain things that begin to deteriorate, deteriorate, 
Oh, Lord. I have trouble pronouncing certain words. You see, I'm trying to enunciate it and I'm having a hard time. But the word is deteriorate. And say, even that, I just said, like, how I have trouble. I think it's a thought in my head. Like, in my head, I don't think I can say the word, but I actually can say the word. I just need to believe it. And I think that's how our tongues get us in trouble because we've taken thoughts about ourselves that is not the reflection that God sees. It's not how he sees us. And when we speak in a way that he has not um, proclaimed and he has not his finished work, he, he sees us already in that finished place. And if we speak of ourselves or our neighbors in a place that is not in agreement with heaven, then this is what gets us in trouble. And we begin to direct our lives in a way that is not in alignment with his will. And I think that's why the Lord wanted me to focus on that before I started talking about what he actually gave me. So the verses, the verse that stood out to me in James three, actually, before all of that happened, um, was verse 17. And I'm going to read it in the World English Bible. It says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Verse 18. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. This scripture, this verse actually comes right after um, James is talking about what is earthly and sensual and demonic. He's telling us how wisdom acts and even I I've you know earlier called us all uh called you all wise creatives so when we are wise as creatives we come from a pure place we come from a peaceful place we come from a gentle place we come from a reasonable full of mercy and good fruits place we don't have partiality we don't have hypocrisy Amen. So we are sowing in peace. So we'll make peace. I like the way that the message version says it or the message. Uh, I don't I don't know the exact word that they call this. The message Bible. That's what I'm going to say. Real wisdom. God's wisdom begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. And when I read that, I think about what we just read about our tongues. How can we be healthy inside of a community if we're tearing the other person down? If our thoughts about that person makes us do those things, like we're removing based on what we're thinking, how can how can that be healthy? Or if we have selfish ambition, 
then there's going to be jealousy. So you're not going to think of building up. You're not going to think about peace. You're not going to have mercy for the person. You're not going to like experience those things. So we have to be mindful of where first our thoughts are leading us because then if we're, uh, we're allowing ourselves to be renewed with the word of God, we're submitting to that. We're surrendering to the word. Then we hear what we hear of the word is actually what we begin to think about. And then we get, we get to live out. But the good thing about this is that we get to practice it when we speak out the word. And so I think that our tongues are very important for that so that we can begin to see change and fruit in our lives. Um, And then for Proverbs 24, the things that stood out to me was verses three through four. It says through wisdom, a house is built by understanding. It is established by knowledge. The rooms are filled with all rare and beautiful treasure. And so we look, we get to look at how to build a house with wisdom. And we know that first we need to watch our thoughts, our tongues, our thoughts will lead to our, you know, how we actually feel. So if we are, if we aren't feeling, you know, the whole earthly, sensual, those type of things, the selfishness and jealousy and all of that. If we're feeling that way, we need to go get renewed in God's word, right? We need to really take that to him and have him renew our minds in it and find out what he says about it, because that's not something that is from him. It's not from heaven. It's from the earth. It's sensual. It's demonic. And so when we build our house with wisdom, when we build what heaven is saying, when we build what the things are that are wise, then we have um, the things that are rare and beautiful in our lives. And we get to see that and we get to see the fruit of it. And what I found interesting as well was verse 27 of Proverbs 24. And it says, prepare your work outside and get your fields ready. Afterwards, build your house. So it sounds like, you know, we are still out here. We're doing the work. We're going out and we're doing the things. And God, even while we're doing these things, he's building our house because we're always taking the wisdom that we are, that he's ingesting into us. And we're going out and we're working in the fields and we are, um, because the, the, the fields are plentiful, right? The, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers have been few. So he wants us to still go to prepare our work outside and to get the fields ready. Right. And so he's going to build a house. He, and we get to build with wisdom as we're going out. So I just wanted to share that. Um, I actually wrote out something earlier today with new life light. We're new creatures. God, um, wisdom calls us forth. We get to rest in that wise creatives. <laughs> we create, we create until the end of the age. He is with us always. So I, this is like, um, I've been doing these metacogs. Like I said yesterday, I've been going through this thing with Dr. Leaf. And so I just created one because while I have been in production of this podcast, um, my notification came up. So I wrote that out. I thought it might be helpful, but let's go out and be wise creatives. I am 
making that our name, y'all. So when I say wise creatives, I'm talking to you because you're listening and you actually are intentional about the creative wisdom. So you're a wise creative. God bless you. I I will talk to y'all tomorrow.